Hey y'all, welcome to the Conversation Podcast, where women with a shared experience come together and have a conversation. I'm your host, Tracy. Today, we will be talking with Ashley and Elle on motherhood, marriage, and self-care. How was y'all's day today? Let me ask that first. Girl, how much time we got? about to say I'm still trying to figure it out I don't know what happened today man it was like I woke up and now life that's yeah. it that's all I've been doing that's all you can say for 2020 ain't it yes yeah that's all you can say for 2020 like here we are or whatever and I must say <clears throat> for me it has been quite crazy just this day just day-to-day just functioning just figuring out what am I doing from hour to minute who am I at this moment am I a mom am I a wife am I an employee am I cook chef cleaner what am I doing that's what I was about to say I was really thinking after this year I'm going to expand my resume to include all of those things Cause I really feel like I am all of those things every day. Right. Right. Do, let me ask y'all something. Does it feel like, I feel like we've always probably been all these things, but the roles just seem to be more profound now, or is it just me? And I also feel like I've taken on new roles. What about y'all? Yes. Yes. We were all of those things before, but we were able to do them separately. We got to go to work and be an employee. You got to drive home by yourself, pick up some kids, go to the store. You know, it's like now mm-hmm. with the lines blurred, we're doing it all at one time. And I mean, hell, I cut the grass last week, so I'm a lawn man now. You know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing it all. And if there's no in between. There is no Monday through Friday because I don't know about you guys, but I'm working from home. So That's every day I'm doing yeah. every job. And that's 2020 for you. That's 2020 for you. I mean, Elle was talking and then Pandora popped on. Like, 2020, oh. stop interrupting my life. I'm sick of it. I've had enough. You know what I have learned about is just bouncing back <laughs> and laughing at everything yes. and just figuring out solutions to make it work. Yes. And I got on the AirPods and it's like noise counseling. So it popped in my ear so loud. I'm like, no. <laughs> But this is this is life. I feel like when 2021 comes, we're going to be so ready that anything comes. We'll be like, oh my I God. survived 2020. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> and yes. All Bring my it roles. on. Seriously. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> we're just going to pick up. We're going to merge them back together and stuff. Okay, ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Again, I know that we were talking about like our roles and everything and, and kind of like 
it just you were saying uh actually how everything is just merging together in those roles and, and what we're playing now and there is no separation and, and I must agree with you I do feel like when I can break things up go to the store or come home or ride home it gives me a minute to just breathe or just ride with no music and let my mind think I don't have to decide everything will we eat for dinner was somebody's right. wearing a school the next day <laughs> yes yes after a while it's like I don't care I don't care I don't care yeah and, and you know what I feel like something I've been struggling with for this past week or so it's like I'm doing so many things but I feel like I'm doing so many mindless things that I'm not accomplishing anything like I'm mm-hmm. so busy planning dinner or figuring out what they wear in the school or cleaning. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm doing all of these things, but I feel like those are mindless things. Like I'm not doing anything that's challenging me or pushing me to figure it out. It's like, I hate to say I feel useless because I know that's not it, but I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything because I've always measured my, you know, my day to day about what mm-hmm. I've done today, what I've, you mm-hmm. know, contributed, what I've, and now that I'm just like, anybody can Cook, cook a meal, get the kids mm-hmm. to come home. You know, it's like I almost feel yes. like, what am I doing? This is not that's life. <laughs> like, yeah. And I feel the opposite. I feel like I am giving so much of myself that I'm losing me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I am that mindless stuff that I'm doing is um it's compounded with also trying to chase my dreams and stuff and so by the mm-hmm. time i close my eyes at night i have given it all away i am mm-hmm. totally empty and See, ready and, now. and i Depleted. get that feeling too because it's like mm-hmm. but I, I and i feel i get what you're saying but i feel like i've done so many mindless things that at the end of the day i haven't accomplished anything because i'm tired mm-hmm. because i can't think because I've been looking at a computer because I but it's like I still feel not useless but like I didn't achieve anything I think sometimes that also has something to do is because we're giving so much of ourselves away giving 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 that it's almost like we're so used to these roles even though they're merged together that we could do it in our sleep you know, yeah. but at the same right. time, it's like, what are we doing for our own selves in a way or the goals that we had set for this year? How are we mm-hmm. accomplishing them or making ourselves better? And I've had to learn how to kind of use that no word a whole lot more and establish some good boundaries and just make it work in a way with support. Right. That's so cute. You use no because I'm more like hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. That's mine. Ugh <laughs> <Look>, no. <laughs> hell no. That's mine. <laughs> and that is so funny because sometimes I, I didn't use it. I wasn't a very aggressive person or assertive person I should say. Mm-hmm. They say no. It's just like alright I'll, I'll see what I could do because I feel like that was a way of support but it's like I got to think about myself because um, it's stressful enough just taking care of all this stuff because I noticed that for me, I'll go, go, and go. And I notice now, but before before now, I would deplete myself and not realize it until I'm already depleted. 
And it took for me to have a panic attack where I'm like, I'm about to die. <laughs> this is my heart. <laughs> so going on, I took myself to the doctor and everything. And, and my doctor was like, you're just stressed out. And I had a lot of stuff going on, but I never took time. Self-care important and made it a priority for myself. What, what about y'all? How do y'all, do y'all notice the stress or the overwhelming or anything? Oh, yeah. My stress usually shows up on the scale. Yes. Um, yes. The first place my stress shows up is when I look in the mirror and be like, damn, girl, where that mm-hmm. extra ass come from? Definitely. I feel like 2020 has been like the reoccurrence of the freshman 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got all yes. the 15. Straight yeah, yeah. Yeah. On his ass. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it, it's definitely just stress. Um, exercise and self care is the last thing on my mind. I'm just trying to clean this house. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm doing homework. I'm helping my big boy with homework. I am cleaning the house, uh, running behind my toddler. All that shit is the last thing I want to do is focus on myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I, and I feel, I feel guilty, but Tracy, no, I'll take some time for myself. It ain't. It ain't. <laughs> Girl, teach me how to teach. Girl, I will leave these kids here. I don't care. I will leave their daddy. I will. But then it's like the other day, I swear the weight of the world was on my shoulders. We had just got back from Mexico and the shit hit the fan. Not even like real shit. Like mm-hmm. me, I do. I manage all of our bills. I do all of our groceries. I do. It's like I had to do all of that on top of work stuff, on top of this, on top of that. And I just got in my car and left. My kids were calling me. I'm ignoring them. Like, what you want? What you need? You know. <laughs> and I, do nothing. I literally drove one street over to the park and sat there. But it's like I will ditch their ass in a minute. But then I feel so guilty. Like I'm such a trifling mama. I'm such a trifling <laughs> wife. I'm going out on Friday. And I'm like, but if Rob was to tell me, let's go. So I'm like, eh, eh. You know, I just, I, feel, I just want time by myself. Like I, from the time I, just, I wake up to the time I close my eyes, I'm with y'all. Like, give me a minute. But then I feel like an asshole. No, I think that no. is the strongest thing I've heard all day. Like that is inspirational to me. No, but I, I mean, you, are- you say that, but when you're in a closet being still so your kids can't find you, you feel like an asshole. But I'm like, Shit, I'm, I'm about to yeah. my closet I sit on the toilet and just close them, but they still come up in there at times and they'll walk straight past their dad mm-hmm. to come ask me yes. a question or something. Yes. And it's like, I'm just want to sit here. Hopefully you won't come in, but they find a way. Mm-hmm. But you know what's yeah. the crazy part? part about everything that we're saying is that we're married we have husbands and you know the idea is you have a husband a spouse you should be grateful you should be glad I'm praying for my Mm -hmm. good man I got a good man and bitch I'm good like pray to enjoy yourself pray to enjoy your life the uh, things they don't tell you for yourself <laughs> to have a bottle yes. of wine in that last corner there when you get home like you be great yes, yes. yes. or look 
the main thing is if you take something back, it's where out, it's where you put it when you okay. left it there. Okay. <laughs> All your clothes in the laundry basket. You thank God for that. Because it's not Yes. And I'm not, you know, I'm grateful for my husband. We not it's not no mm-hmm. abusive relationship. We cool, we friends, we <laughs> laugh. But baby, this is not it. Right. Because we right. still do everything. Yep. Say, how did the ladies back in the 50s and 60s do that? Because I don't know. Like, I was telling Tracy the other week, um, talking to my dad about um, just being a wife and mom Mm -hmm. and how tired I am. My dad told me that he understands I'm tired but to focus on my husband, make sure I don't leave my husband out. And I asked him a simple question. I said, dad, who's going to take care of me? I almost cussed my daddy because his response was, his response was pray about a baby. God's going to send somebody to take care of you. And that let me know that, you know, whether he is your husband or your dad, that's the that's that mentality that all men were either raised with or have grown into. Mm-hmm. A woman is, you know, the the matriarch of the household, and they're supposed to take care of things. They're supposed to mm-hmm. you know, do this thing without respect for their own lives, their own mm-hmm. happiness, their own uh, self being, self worth. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's a cyclical cycle that is. A, a single hoe can say she wish she had a good man all mm. she wants until she got a good man and she right. see that it's all about you know taking care of everybody else first mm-hmm. before taking care of yourself. Right. Exactly. But it's you, a constant evolvement yes, and adjustment. I yes. must say that. And But you know what? It's so crazy to hear you say that because I know that that is such a reality and, I, and I'm not going to just say in the black community because I feel like some of my white friends get told some of the same things. Having grown up literally, and I didn't realize this until I got older, I grew up in a family of single moms. Like the only man mm-hmm. around was uncles and my granddaddy. So okay. the mm-hmm. thought of marriage, and my dad has been married my whole life, but not to my mother, to my stepmother. So my mm-hmm. whole life, it's always been you don't need a man and you don't have to have a man. If you get one, that's cool and that's your choice, but life goes on without. So a husband, mm-hmm. I never saw a husband, but I saw a single mom and I just kind of knew I didn't want that for my life. I didn't want to work nights and weekends. We were latchkey kids. Me and my sister went in that house, locked the door and heated up a dinner in the microwave. You know, and it's like, not to say we mm-hmm. grew up bad because we did. And I thought mm-hmm. we lived the best life, but I knew I didn't want mm-hmm. that for my kids. And my husband mm-hmm. grew up from a three times divorced daddy and a single mom. So we always have the notion of, and me and him have this conversation to this day. We are so much alike. Being with each other is an option. If this mm. shit don't work, and if we get to where we don't like each other, the option ends. Like, we're going to give mm-hmm. it our all, but if you're not putting as much into me as I put into you, we will get a divorce. You know how people say, to death do it mm-hmm. for We ain't getting no divorce. Mm-hmm. She sure. let I'm it pop one. off. Yeah. You know, it's like, we really... Talk to somebody right now, because somebody got to die to get out of this. <laughs> but we really, we really believe in that only because he saw what parents not talking to each other look like. 
he saw what that looked like and we don't want our kids we don't I don't believe in that saying with each other for the kids I believe telling the kids Mm -hmm. we get a divorce and going to therapy and making it work you know so it's Mm -hmm. just like and my father is a pastor and he always you know he never he always say love is is what love does so I really feel like he told that to my husband he told that to me and that whole, and I'd be damned if I ever make my kids feel like you put yourself back seat to something. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. I feel like we, because we're aware of it now, our parents said stuff like that and grandparents said stuff like that because that's what they were taught. I can't teach my right. kids that. Like, you have to be with right. someone that's going to give you as much as you're giving them. Right. right. My mom always says, I love that. Don't ask nothing to nobody that you ain't willing to give. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And that's so funny because I grew up in a two parent home, but I saw my mother taking care of my dad and things like that. And I saw my dad take care of my mom, but it was more of that take care of your man and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I remember when I first got married, me and Tony did, and we went to go visit my grandmother and she was like, you going to fix this plate? I was like, he can fix this plate. He's able about it. That girl down the street going to fix this plate. I am not in competition. <laughs> she can fix it because if right. you want to be caught, then that's on him. <laughs> yes, yeah. And then, it, and it's just like even with you saying that, it's like I fix Rob plate every night, not because he asked mm-hmm. me to or expect me to. But hell, I'm fixing they plate, my plate. I'm fixing everybody plate because I'm controlling. Yes, but it's not because I have to. If I don't fix it, he gonna get up right. and fix his own plate. You know, and it's like that's right. the balance right there. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I'm never. If, and I hate to say I'm so petty I will not do something if you tell me that I'm supposed to like mm, if you're like oh you, mm. need to, you need to fix my plate that's what a wife's supposed to do oh let me show you mm-hmm. baby I throw all the plates away before you tell me what I'm gonna do <laughs> or I <laughs> tell you if I fix your plate and I eat it that's okay. what I <laughs> yes. Yes. yes it's like I'll do something out of love but out of obligation no no but it's, right, it, it has right. to be both ways you know if I ask him to fix my plate it's not going to be you got legs no sure I'll do it right. I, uh. yeah. mm-hmm. I must I must say that I agree with that and, I, and I'm struggling with that a little bit doing different things at times because I never wanted to be that woman in the 1950s I was like you know we've got women's rights I think I got caught up in you know I'm a woman hear me roar you know growing up it's like you don't need a man you're good but it's like I don't need a man but I am in a relationship right and it is a partnership right. and I do things because I love him but then sometimes I felt domesticated not because he made me feel that way but I, I sometimes felt like you well, put yourself in that role mm-hmm. you That's know I, I think I feel like sometimes we put ourselves more in that role because growing up we hear a wife is supposed to this a wife is supposed to that a husband is supposed to mm-hmm. this and that and we do that to ourselves then we get caught up and be like hold up what am I doing here exactly exactly um one of the things my parents are divorced um but they are best friends which is Mm -hmm. a very weird dynamic I can Um, get it though I can get it Mm -hmm. non-toxic and beautiful yeah so um my mom always preached start how you want to finish um so I never did anything um that I didn't plan to do for the rest of my life and I always 
watched those things that kind of got on my nerves, but were kind of cute when we were dating because I knew Mm -hmm. that they were going to multiply when we got married. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, leaving shit out, not Mm -hmm. putting your clothes up, or Mm -hmm. the not making the bed thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you're never going to make a bed, but I'm okay with making a bed because I know that you're also going to clean the bathroom. You clean Mm -hmm. the bathroom, clean it better than Mm -hmm. I do, or you clean Mm -hmm. the kitchen pretty good. So, that's mm-hmm. the compromise and that's something that, you know, I didn't go into it. I didn't go into our relationship cleaning up everything or cooking mm-hmm. every meal or anything like that. Cause I knew that wasn't, that wasn't no shit. I was going to, you know, be able to keep up mm-hmm. Even if it was just him and me for the rest of our lives. I, that wasn't something I was going to do. Right. Um, mm-hmm. My dad is a little different though. Um, my dad is a, a reverend. My dad is more traditional, even though, you know, he's divorced. He's married mm-hmm. to my stepmom. They've been mm-hmm. married for um, a couple of decades now. Um, but he's always been a traditionalist. And I'm okay with that as long as he doesn't try to impose it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. say something to him about that, you know, pray, pray for yourself. But right. I, I got to get mad first because yeah, right. I, you know, I that's my dad mm-hmm. and that'd be the mm-hmm. end you know I don't want to have to you know come back and have to apologize for that I, I don't want to I don't want to say something I have to apologize for later so once I get unmad about that and it'll take me a while to get unmad about it I'm going to address it and we're going to talk about it to try to figure out why you know he would recommend something like that because I mean I'm his daughter first before right. I'm, I'm one's wife mm-hmm. I'm his daughter and so he he's got to he's got to figure out why he thinks that way right mm-hmm. but yeah so when you do get married or become in a relationship with somebody it's what you see is what you're going to get and people change because they want to mm-hmm. um and I think that in our relationship me and Tony's relationship I changed a little bit or made myself a little bit more um domesticate or put too much pressure on myself when we had our first child because I was just crazy. Oh, yes, he God. couldn't do nothing yes, right. God. Yes, God. <laughs> he could not do nothing <laughs> right. It was not like my standard. This is yes. like, you're not doing it right. You're not yes. doing it the way I did it. Yes. And he got to the point where was like, I'm not doing it. Yep. And then I became so overwhelmed mm-hmm. because I feel like either I was, he would do something and I would backtrack behind yes. him and, and do it my way or I would just be like, don't worry about it. I'll do it. And then I'm just stressed out. I'm mm-hmm. tired. I'm cranky. I can't find balance at work. I can't find balance oh, at home. I remember those just years. In- <laughs> I remember those years very well. In- and I did it to myself and I'm like you ain't doing nothing Mm -hmm. you ain't doing this to the other and it's like girl get yourself together Mm -hmm. and then you have that second child and you're like I will not be that crazy like it is what it is Mm -hmm. but I also realized I imposed a lot of stress on myself in a relationship Mm -hmm. and me too okay I must be a horrible mama because I don't remember (laughs) nothing about that first one I don't remember (laughs) No, but you no. know what? And I think um, Tracy, only because, I, I mean, Alex just a year older than Chloe, but it's mm-hmm. like with that first child, there are some things you learn how to control. I mean, that you want to control, but after mm-hmm. a while of not sleeping and looking like a damn mm-hmm. fool, you just let mm-hmm. him do it. He can do it wrong. I don't give a, I don't give a damn what you do. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. you really had to learn. And I mean, exactly. I feel like 
because I was in school when I had Alex, I kind of had to learn it quicker because it, Rob literally mm-hmm. had to take him out of house so I could do schoolwork. So I didn't care what you mm-hmm. did with him. I don't care what you feed him. I don't care what he got on. That's between you and your child. But it's like I had a, a reason to be distracted and you didn't have that. You were away from mm-hmm. family. It was just you mm-hmm. and Tony and Chloe. And it's like that was your little that was your little baby. You wanted him to do it right. But at the same time, who cares if it's done right? He's here exactly. and he's doing it. The baby exactly. woke up this morning and went to sleep went to sleep tonight. All that happens in between really doesn't matter. I had to learn that mm-hmm. when I came home one day and my child, well, he said he put that baby to bed and that baby had on street clothes <laughs> instead of pajamas. <laughs> she sleep. <laughs> okay. Right. Be blessed. Right. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Thank and, and you, you know what though? And I think that's not only with parenting, but with being a wife, with being a mom, with being everything. Like it's so many things we try to control or do or put a reins on, it's like, at some point, you just got to let it go and keep it moving. And I feel like my kids are at a phase with that now. I'm not arguing with you about what shoes. You want to wear all damn red mm-hmm. today? Wear that shit and look like an M&M. I don't care. There you, you go. know, yeah. you're going to school and you coming home. I don't, I don't, exactly. all the rest in between, you'll figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. I, that was something I, I, I struggled with this summer, really big with this school situation. Do you send your kids? Do you keep them home? What do you do? Uh, Elle, I think we tried to formulate a plan to get a <laughs> pay a daycare worker, whatever we can do. Yeah. And I felt so hopeless because here I am trying to be a mother, but also trying to make sure my kids are okay and have this role of, you know, being a manager, CEO and taking care of my household and my, and my kids and stuff. And it was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It was a change from day to day, really going into the unknown and really learning just how to trust God through it all, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And then coming on the other side of it, I had to take off, you know, what other people were doing, right. um, shame that came with it. I don't even know why I felt shameful about having to send my kids to school, but this something that I, my family was going to have to do. Mm-hmm. But after being in it and going through it, it's like my kids are resilient. I'm stressed out about something I don't even have to stress out about. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. The whole summer I'm just stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> yep. And hindsight is always 2020 yes. though. If we could just yes. go back and look how stupid we were being this summer. Yes. <laughs> on the phone mm-hmm. for hours trying to figure out a game plan and the shit was going to work out. <laughs> and, and you know what? It always works out. It, it, it does. works out. It does. Yep. It does. Yeah. I always say the Lord don't give you the whole plan. He may just give you a little flashlight to what you need to make the next step, but mm-hmm. you just got to trust him through it all that yep. he going to take you where you need to go. Yep. And get out so, of the way. It's usually oh, us mm-hmm. standing in the way of yes. our own lessons. Yes. And then oh one thing gosh. that I feel like I'm trying to learn how to do which is something that I get from my my husband is once you make a decision, stand in that decision and whatever comes along with the shit, we'll deal with it when it gets here. Once I decided my kids were going back to school, that's what it was because I'm so indecisive. I go back and forth. What about this? Mm -hmm. What about that? And Rob will say to me, point blank, what do you want to do? What's going to work best for us? That's what we're doing. And it's just like, huh? That's okay. why men live longer. They're not worried about the shit no, we worry about. No, like, no. 
living longer. Yes. They sleeping good. They ain't worried about shit. Worried about shit. Let me tell y'all something. Today, Rob took my kids to the dentist at four o'clock. I'm on the school website saying the latest he can pick them up, what time the carpool line closed, make sure the bus is this, this, this. Okay, Rob, you can pick them up at this time and get to the dentist's office by this time. You can do this, this, this. He looked at me and was like, what you want me to do? We're, we're, we're figuring it out. Okay. That Negro left the house at three o'clock, picked both of them <laughs> kids up, slid his ass in that office at four and didn't care nothing about it. Now, my crazy ass would have been trying to figure out where we going to stop to get something to eat. Let me gargle they yes. Let me brush their teeth in the car. Let me what? He picked their dirty ass up from their dentist, took them up in there, and walked out. And it's just like, I have to really learn this. It's going to work. Just do it. Just go. Yes. You know, sometimes yes. all that extra planning and overthinking, just do unnecessary. it. It's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Okay, unnecessary. so I'm just in an attempt to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. do does the relationship need the person who is the planner and the person who's the stickler for details and the other be laid back regardless of gender oh yes God. Does, yes does the relationship yes. need that because if both of the if both me and my husband were you know laid back i'm gonna take it as it goes what could we get accomplished? Right. I think there has to be a balance and a compromise. I think you, you got to pull a little bit, give and take from each other. Yeah. I think, you know, it, the planner, I, I'm the planner and I'm the thinking things through months in advance or whatever and the detail, but I have to rein it in and learn, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, look, what's the surface? What we got to do? Mm-hmm. And and I think that just kind of helps each other balance how you keep calms me in situations I don't need to be stressed over and then things that he may slip up on like he's not looking at detail I assist in that so I think there is a little bit of, of balance and my kids are probably like thank God because <laughs> 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 can you imagine if it went but and I, and I also <laughs> feel like but within those roles you have to be fluid like there are mm-hmm. some times where I need him to think through what we're going to do there are sometimes, mm-hmm. like, for example, I usually plan every trip. But if we go to Chicago, his hometown, I'm not picking nothing because this is where you're from. You tell me what mm-hmm. you want to do, who you want to see. You know, it's like I have mm-hmm. to, I've learned when to let go, what situations I need him to take control of. Or if we're about to purchase X, Y, and Z, I need you to get all the information on that and bring it to me. So it's like mm-hmm. I like going back and forth on things. Sometimes, you know, I need raining in. Sometimes he need raining in. It's like I need mm-hmm. everybody in this house to be able to catch the ball at some point. That's good. Exactly. Exactly. Girl, you better give us some um, knowledge up in here. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right quick. Because <laughs> uh-uh, it's been, it's been ele- 11 long years. <laughs> yes. Beautiful years and, and long years. But the thing, I, oh, do you feel like um, through y'all's relationship, it's been 11 years, but you still grow as you know as individuals but how do you adjust that with each other as you go to keep your relationship still interesting and and, and happy of course you're going to get on each other's nerves but how do you do that hmm. I'd say I, my guy was my friend first yeah. um, 
So I always resort back to being his friend. Like I'm gonna come okay. in, <laughs> yeah, shit first, and then um, you know, if I have to be, if I have to put on my wife hat and speak like a wife, I can do that too. So I think that's mm-hmm. just how we grow and adjust because I don't automatically identify as his wife initially. Yeah. That's my friend. Yeah, but That's you know guy. what? I yeah, think Jim. that helps. That's beautiful. I think that helps because my husband is a asshole, which I am too, but he is very <laughs> much a Leo. He is very much a northerner. And when we first mm-hmm. met, his family's very brash in the way they talk, but it's all love. And he had to teach me mm-hmm. to get out my feelings. Get out your feelings. Stop get out stop thinking with your feelings and think about the words that I'm saying. And I feel like that's perfect what you said. You have to be his friend. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. when he's talking to me, I have to get out of my wifely feelings and hear him as a friend, as a person, yeah. as if I was mm-hmm. just sitting here talking to Tracy and she was telling me how he feel. Not, oh, my, mm-hmm. but my husband said this to me and my husband mm-hmm. didn't know my friend is mm-hmm. feeling this type of way. This human being, right. this man that I live with is trying to express this to me. Not, yeah. you're, you're supposed to be my husband. You're not supposed to talk to me like that. No, let him know. express himself. And it's like, the friendship is so important because there are times when you need to be a friend and not a wife or yep. you need a friend and not a husband per se, you know? Exactly. So I think that's if I scary. can't be vulnerable with you, then we'll be together for Right. Right. Take the layers off and we lay and have conversations. We laugh, joke and talk and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, have those communications every mm-hmm. year along the way, what our goals are. And that's something that me and Tony had to kind of work on. Cause it's like, you know, you kind of first date, you got goals for your careers and things like that. And so y'all move towards that, but maybe everybody assumes things in a relationship mm-hmm. sometimes with those goals and you got to come back and realize, Oh, we got to talk about these cause this changed along the way or this, or I'm thinking that and everything. So I have found that we, we talking way more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's it's good, good for us <laughs> it is it is you know what and sometimes I feel like with us we have to talk less like I don't need mm-hmm. to talk to you today <laughs> especially, mm-hmm. especially with us being like in the house the way we have mm-hmm. been or being confined Say like that again. we don't have to talk today <laughs> and my feelings won't be hurt you know, mm-hmm. I, I'll catch you tonight. i catch you in the morning. Mm-hmm. But today, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk. Mm-hmm. I don't, you don't have to tell me you made it to work. I will look at your location. You don't have to tell me you're on the way home. I will look you at your location. It's like, but it's not because I don't like you or because I'm mad right. at you. It's because I'm good on you. I still love you, you know. Yeah, definitely it's understood you You shouldn't have to doubt it you don't everybody just needs a quiet moment at times Uh a quiet moment yeah but (laughs) we still hang out together we still have a good time we Mm -hmm. still laugh but when we not it's good too exactly which makes it so beautiful so beautiful I think well I have one more question for you ladies um maybe about two um We've talked about like our different roles and, and the pros and cons about it. Would you say that you have balance and is balance something that even exists in life or something you strive for? I think my 2019 answer would have been totally different from my 2020 answer. 
Um, my 2019 answer would have been, hell yeah, I have balance. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody has their own little neat place, their schedules mm-hmm. for the week, for the day um, are defined. Um, everybody know what, what plans they have for the, the week, the month, the semester. All of that was clear. Um, in 2020, I, girl, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I woke up this morning and said, "If I could just pumice my feet today, I would have a." <laughs> 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 I'm tired of. I'm tired of my heels roughing up my sheets. Oh yeah, I was just about to say rubbing them across the sheets. Today, I think I'd be yes. good. Put a little sock on with some uh, with some shea butter on my feet. I have accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that yeah. doesn't go against you know all of my other goals. I mean, I have projects coming up with work, with school. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've got shit to do, but that's not what's important to me. So mm-hmm. I think um, in 2019, my goals were you know very clearly defined. They were neat. They were something I could post on social media and not be ashamed of. I ain't posting mm-hmm. shit on social media right now. <laughs> I, I would be embarrassed of the shit I would be proud of. I'm not about to be, and I don't want Facebook to remind me a year later yeah. that this shit I was Memories. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> But that's well, my favorite type of shit, though. Like, that's my favorite type of shit. Like, I don't like perfect statuses. I don't like... Today was a great day. I like the shit hit the fan and I'm sitting in the bed eating ice cream. Like, that's my favorite type of stuff to see on social media. It's relatable. Mm-hmm. They make you feel like you're yes. not alone. Mm-hmm. No, I hate <laughs> I don't, No, I don't like those. Those I make do. me feel sad for that person mm-hmm. because... That's the kind of shit you leave in a group chat. That, that, <laughs> Everybody doesn't have those friends. See, that's, that's why I'm sad for them. I'm sad. If you don't have a group chat, I'm sad for you. I love it. I love to see that. I will high five that person. I personally <laughs> won't post it because I really don't post a lot of personal shit on Facebook. Like, yeah. you know, but I just love to see it. I'm not a poster at all. I don't. You know, I, you don't. I have social media for. Like I was like, oh, these some black owned businesses or this going on the yeah. following by <laughs> or, or for comedy, but yeah, I'm not big on um on posts. Sometimes I, I feel like you can it can get so you can get caught up with it. What's real life and what's not. Yeah. You know? Well, and I also feel like it always takes me a minute to really commit to posting something because I'm like, who gives a shit? Like I didn't text all my right. friends. Do these people really give a shit? <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. always my thing. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like the people who should know, like you said, I have already talked to them. I will say, for me, with balance, I feel like it's just something I'm kind of taking out of my vocabulary. It don't Mm -hmm. exist in my world. Either I'm uh, one is striving well, and the other one could be lacking. If I'm giving too much attention to one, I've just adjust and prioritize at that moment what is needed. Mm -hmm. That's about right. Yeah. 
Yep. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I mm-hmm. really am. I really am. Just mm-hmm. because it's like every day is something different. Every week is something different. So it's just like, what's the point? Let's get through it and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. That's, just, mm-hmm. that's just where I am. And establishing them boundaries, whether it's work-related boundaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be able to turn off whatever. <laughs> Just, just go from there. My last but, question for you, ladies. For the oh, go ahead. Ask well, me. I was gonna say, what made you feel like it was so hard to do that? To, to like do what? to establish boundaries with people or to say no. Like, why was that so difficult? You know, I think because um, it was always like I, I, I was kind of raised up to kind of always consider other people's feelings. You know, just be mindful of their feelings or, you know, some people can take things the wrong way, even though you didn't mean it. So Mm -hmm. you just do what you can to, I guess, you know, turn the other cheek or just try to get things right. And growing up with that, it was like, okay, well, I don't want nobody to, you know, take it the wrong way. Or um, if I did something that's not intentional, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody's feelings could be hurt or whatever. And that's just not how I meant it, but I'm just Mm -hmm. always trying to get it right. And so it's just like easy to cater to other people's needs. And to me, that need was being like, I'm available. I'm emotionally available. I'm here. Or um, let's try to come to a solution. Mm -hmm. There was never a no or boundaries with that. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, and I hate to say that it was like in my thirties and it was like, you know, uh, I, I can't be everything for everybody. I got to work on myself. Everybody else is. And saying no is okay. It doesn't mean that I don't love you or anything like that. It's just I like my peace. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I will determine who is in my circle and, and what I do. And me being honest, because I also feel like because I, I never said no, I wasn't always honest with myself. Right. And I love myself too much, you know, now to disrespect myself or anything like that, that I got to consider my feelings too. And, mm-hmm. and telling you no, because that's what I need to do for myself, or it's not working for me at the time, or I can't be whatever that is for you at that moment is a problem. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's very interesting. It is. I guess I, I, guess I was just raised to be... <laughs> Selfish thing. <laughs> I was gonna say I was raised with a bunch of rude ass bitches that ain't give a fuck about Hell no. <laughs> I can't even imagine my mama saying, "Uh uh-uh, uh, hell no." <laughs> she taught me to defend myself in a way, but my dad is a pastor, and you know, my mom is just very. Uh, sometimes I don't want to say her constantly be taken for weakness because you know it's there. Like, don't mm-hmm. test her. But it was like she was very she's always been a person that considered other people mm-hmm. um and it's just something you know sometimes it's not said but it's just learned behavior because you see it mm-hmm. and so that's just something that you know I took on or whatever but then I had to realize like no nah, I can't can't you know do this and the other and the way that I saw that a lot wasn't with maybe like their associates or friends the biggest thing I saw that with was family right. because I think we always give family a pass so I saw them do that with family yeah. like you mm-hmm. know you pissed off about this and the other but let me see how I can get it right let's go ahead and fix it or I'm gonna keep reaching out even though you act like you don't you know cause we're blood My family don't. Don't. you know have I was just about Shit, folks still don't talk 20 years later, baby. What? And and that has has happened and stuff. Um, And so, you know, 
know, I don't know, but it's like you're mad. I'm trying to get things right or whatever. But when stuff goes down, I'm the first person that you call. Right. You know, and so I've had to learn that to me, you know, family is not blood. Mm-hmm. It, uh, in a in a sense, it is, but I I determine who I'm going to consider family because just because your family, whatever, you may not bring peace to me, or mm-hmm. you you might have a whole bunch of confusion. I just don't have time for. It. I don't give you a pass because that's how so and so is. Yes. Or you know, family um, can bring you know obligations. Get family, there you go. You're obligated to them, no matter what they exactly. say, no matter what they do. But no, exactly. And I saw it the most. When um, I saw it with my dad, because he's the only uh, male and he has nothing but sisters. And when my grandmother passed away, it was all on him. But nobody liked how things were going. He trying to make things right and stuff. And he's the one that calls and checks on people and just a lot of giving. Like, let me right. go check up on her. See how y'all doing? You still alive? You know, you need anything or whatever. And they're like, they'll get mad, cuss you out and stuff. And it's like, really? Oh, you know, no. I just don't have that type of energy and that and then I think I was also like that because it was something that I did long for family closest because I would see the big family reunions and people together but my dad was in the military so we were gone a lot I didn't have that connection um with a lot of my family I could have cousins out there that could slap me in the face I don't know who they are we didn't grow up together Mm -hmm. or everybody didn't come home at the same time Mm -hmm. so I think that's just kind of how where I got it from, but it has been redirected because I don't want to teach that to my kids. I want them to understand having boundaries is healthy, is right. good for you, saying no and, and following your good instinct and just going from there because people will try to take advantage of you oh, and take they your will. for weakness, you know. <clears throat> and then when they run out and you tired and you finally start giving it like no, then you acting brand new, right? You know, right? <laughs> yeah. You're the problem now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So that that's where I, I kind of picked that up from. But, you know, when you learn better, you do better. Right. <laughs> and I think my parents have got to the age they don't care. And it's like, whatever. Right. And I've learned that for myself as well. What are some uh, sacrifices, any, do you feel like you have made to get to the place in life where you are now? With family career with family career the roles that you are now all the roles that you're taking on do you feel like you've had to make any sacrifices along the way or not um my guy and I have been together since I was 20 um and I was we were chatting about a week or two ago and I was telling him um because we both have siblings that are 13 to 15 years younger than us. So they are living, you know, different lives. They're in a different generation from us. So we're watching them in kind of like a parent kind of role. Mm. And they are fucking up. You hear me? (laughs) Um, Just because, you know, they're 20. They are chilling. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I look at them, when I look at our siblings, um, I look at some of the choices they're making, some of the life decisions they're making. I push them away from, you know, the serious relationships, the commitments in their 20s, because not saying that's something I regret, regret, it's just something I want to see them do differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I think um, I found my soulmate at 20. This guy, I mean, we're, 
this is my soulmate. This is the mm-hmm. guy I was supposed to marry, but mm-hmm. I still gave up my 20s. I should have been hoeing in my 20s, in my mind. I probably should have shook his ass a little bit more in my 20s than I did. Uh, But I've been, you know, we have been Mm -hmm. together in my 20s. I don't have any regrets for that. I think that is just one of the major sacrifices that if I make it to 80, I still think that I could have had my Meg the Stallion, you know, phase in my 20s if he would have came along at around 25, 26, something like that. So if I had Mm -hmm. to think about something, any sacrifices I think I made, I think I should have, I should have leaped a little bit more. And I would love to have leaped with him. Like Mm -hmm. we could, you know, could have been a couple and still done some stupid shit in our twenties. We just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. We were in a committed relationship in our twenties and we just progressed into a comfortable married couple in our late 30s he'll be 40 this year um but this is who we are now we have been living this same life since i was 20 you've been responsible for a long time huh you've always been like a responsible person yes and i think i should have did some bald head whole shit in my 20s. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like it's never too late. I mean, uh, it's just... Oh, no. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I got, I got two boys. I'm not about to be no bald head hoe because I don't want them to bring no bald head hoe No, home. I just feel like for your husband, fuck it. A few weeks ago, we fucked in the backyard. Who gives a shit? You know? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Just for hey, the hell no. of it. Just for the hell of it. Like, Ashley. Y'all do and don't even ask why. We Together. were bored. We were drinking wine we were grilling we ain't have shit else to do you know she's like oh, wait. I don't, I that ain't the bald head whole shit don't don't negate crazy. that baby because it's a lot of uh <laughs> it's a lot of strange for a little yeah. piece of chain going on yeah. i just think like, he'll do that type of crazy shit because it's like and i right. guess i feel they keep opposite. it spicy yes because i feel like i did a lot of bald head whole shit honestly until Damn, uh, i need to mix things but i mean but this the thing though so I met Rob when I was 18. We were married by the time I was 21. And he's 11 years older than me. And he, Holy mm-hmm. shit. Yes. When I I'm met sorry. him, he asked for my number. I was like, I'm not giving your old ass my number. No, old man. I'm not doing that. When I told my mom about him, she was like, girl, it's a phase. I know you. You'll be done with him in a few months. I mean, I had several. I had teams. I had a guy just went out to eat with. Damn. One that put gas in my car. One that washed my car. One my like, but it was like, I was friends with all of them. So I'm just, you know, it's uh-huh. just like, it, I uh-huh. was having fun. And when I met mm-hmm. him, a relationship was not on my mind. And but he he said he knew from the time he met me, he knew he wanted to be with me. But I never felt, and I guess for our relationship, I never felt like I made any sacrifices or I missed out on anything because he mm-hmm. always made me feel like we don't have to do this. If I, I've done everything I want to go, I've lived everywhere where I want to live. I've been everywhere I want to give. Don't stop your life for me if you're not ready to. But then when we got mm. married and got together, he was 11 years older than me, but he had his shit together. Like, I he, I met him because he came back to school to finish his degree. I finished his fucking degree for him. You know, it's like, we were still, <laughs> I really That's did. That's funny. You know, it's like, but because of where- What y'all get a degree in, girl? History. We got a, the same damn degree. Both of our ages. Oh. <laughs> history because mine was in history, okay? But it's just like, we, 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 even though he's 11 years older than me, we grew mm-hmm. 
together in that aspect like we were still stupid shit you know we did mm-hmm. that together so I was still living that life because technically I feel like until we got engaged we were st- we were still kicking it you know the team mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is you know it's <laughs> when, but when the, when the we got committed before you get like when y'all get into you still like you committed like we yes like I wasn't sleeping around okay. but you know I, I you know I knew mm-hmm. folks I knew folks like yeah I got when you, the got ring you. went on my finger it was a few text messages like nigga don't call me no more do delete my number I'm blocking you, <laughs> you <know>? so, <laughs> I hate to say that shit out loud, but it's true. Like, so I guess I never felt like I missed out on anything for our relationship. You know, mm-hmm. when we dated, me, him, and my best friend lived together. Like, we kicked it. We had a good time. And when we got married, for the most part, we still kind of did that and do that. As far as mm-hmm. my relationship, I don't feel like I've made any sacrifices. As far as mm-hmm. my career, I feel like while I was kicking it and fucking around, I should have kind of had my head on straight a little bit more. I was like, what am I going to do as mm-hmm. I get this degree? So if mm-hmm. I would have to say I made more sacrifices, not even sacrifices, I made missteps when it came to seriously planning out my career. And now gotcha. I, I feel like 15 years later, I'm still trying to figure that aspect of it out. But as far as our right. relationship, I don't feel like I missed out on anything. That's a beautiful thing, I must that say. Because I feel like I'm going to vote of um you heard it well career wise yes because I had to be very specific with different things that I could do because work schedules having kids and mm-hmm. things like that somebody got to take the fall back to make sure things are, are going to you know well and I never wanted my kids to have to go from daycare to babysitter to bed and, and not you know Mm-hmm. Have somebody that's familiar around, but I, 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 that to me, my biggest sacrifice I think was my career. But I also feel like things happen when they need to, and mm-hmm. whatever's for true. you is for you, that and <laughs> always taken care of, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like time is timeless in a way. <laughs> yes, true, well said. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on motherhood, marriage, and self-care. I would like to give a big thanks to Ashley and Elle for being part of the conversation. Every other Wednesday, we will release new episodes on anchor.fm. You can follow us on our Instagram page at conversations underscore podcast.